In this episode of It's Been a Week, we're going to tackle the biggest topic, the first three Meghan and Harry episodes. But first, very important, what do you think of Meghan Markle's style? Well, Jack, that's probably the only thing about (laughs) Meghan that I can get on board with. I will give her props. She does definitely have a sense of style. I like her shirts. I like the Ray-Ban aviators and denim shorts. I do like her look. I'll give her that. I love her look. She's a fashion icon and it's very similar to our proud partner, Gant. Wouldn't you agree? Uh, 100%. And she definitely rocks that sort of preppy American style. I like it. I spent last week doing my Christmas shopping and a little for myself and I'm right on board with Gant. Go on. I found presents for everyone in the family from wardrobe staples to a few statement pieces. Again, treat yourself. A treat yourself. Yes, <laughs> Gant has a gift for everyone. Spoil yourself, treat yourself how, however you want to say it. And what I love about Gant is that every item is designed for comfort, yet you always manage to look chic. Time now for our show. We were so blown away by everyone's feedback. We thought we've got to do EP2. <laughs> I think we're planning a few more than two. But, yes, um, we were pretty surprised to see that we were um, number one for news number for our debut one. episode. We're very proud of that. We are. Um, and we've worked very hard, but not as hard as Sam, our producer. Uh, our boy Sam, he's back. I am back. It was, uh, it's been a week. We weren't sure you were going to come back. Well, Sam, when I emailed on Thursday morning about something <laughs> and I got a out of office annual leave reply from you, we freaked out a little. You worked for us for one day and you had to take you annual had leave. To take. Well, I would love to give you guys credit for my annual leave day. Um, <laughs> I did go to a music festival that I took an annual leave day for. I will um, say, though, it was relieving to, to not look at the emails uh, on a Friday. What, Who what gets to that, go to a music what's festival? What's it called when you go to you're like a festival goer? Or it's, what? it's called having free time, which we, we don't have. So us. let's get straight into <laughs> the news stories of the week. This week we're going to take a look at the sex ban in Indonesia. Megan and Harry, week two, your favourite yes, topic. Yes, I have all of my criticisms ready to roll. <laughs> we're going to take a look at how an airline turned a negative into a positive and didn't capitalise on it and the death of the Christmas party. Well, is it? Who doesn't love a party? I don't love a party, but we're going to talk about that later. So let's get into the news of the week. We're going to start with food prices. It's going to be a tough Christmas for many. And I think this is best summed up simply by the cost of a packet of cheese. We were sent a pick of cheese slices, $17.55 for 750 gram packet. That's insane. Steep. It's up 60% from this time last year. Last year, it was $11. It's $9 for a pack of 24 and it's not getting better anytime soon. The Australian Bureau of Agricultural and Resource Economics and Science has projected a 28% increase in the Farmgate milk price next year, 72.5 cents a litre. That's a record high and we're seeing that flow onto dairy products across the board. You use dairy in everything you make for your kids, right? I mean, I was saying to you, Jack, the old toasted cheese sandwich is, you know, it's a backup every night in our house. As a mum, you make several different dinners. (laughs) One child doesn't like one thing. One child doesn't like another. Your husband, for instance, doesn't like something else. (sighs) The toasted cheese sandwich is a staple. And it it is actually an issue for families that they're going to have to start to think about, are we going to have to substitute this with something else? And do you have to shop around, obviously, and be more focused in what you're putting in your trolley? Because everything has gone up across the board. Butter's gone up as well. And 
we've seen food prices increase to levels that families just haven't seen in years mm. and years and years. And even just creating more jobs for ourselves. Great slice the cheese yourself instead of buying the sliced cheese. I mean, it sounds silly, but it's, I think, little things like that that we, we are all going to have to start to do. There's also a potato shortage, which all my kids eat are potatoes. Uh, hot chips across Australia will co- cost 35% more. That's a significant increase. Yeah, it's huge. And we went to a potato farmer and asked him himself, Jeff Moore, he's from Sandwick Park mm. in New South Wales, what are the reasons why? With the war in the Ukraine, a lot of fertiliser was coming out of Russia, um, those parts of the world, with freight implications, with container movement, uh, bulk ships that bring fertiliser to Australia, a huge ramification in the cost of fertiliser. And it's obviously coming up to Christmas Turkey supplies are really tight and one of the pieces of advice that everyone's giving is you can look at other meats, again, the turkey, the traditional meat, but you can have uh, pork or ham which are reasonably priced and you love ham. We love ham. (laughs) We had a ham man on last week. It's been a week, listeners love ham. (laughs) So how do we actually cut costs? Well, Jack, I spoke to Canna Campbell. She's a financial planner. She's also got her own podcast. Um, But she's come up with some really good ideas about how you can save money, things we can actually use. Take a listen. When you sign up to a new website and you have to enter in your birthday details, put your birthday shortly after Christmas or in the new year. So you'd put it as, say, the 28th of December or the 3rd of January. That way, if they send you any gift vouchers or special discount codes for your birthday, you're able to make the most of them and really, I guess, capitalise on that gift or that discount code during sale season. I love this, actually. Putting your birthday when you sign Mm. up. I sign up to so many things. And when you think about it as a broader scale, you get 10% off here. You might get 20% off there. And particularly at Christmas time, when you're buying a lot of presents for your kids, how do you actually save a significant amount of money? By putting that your birthday. Everyone is a Sagittarius. Everyone now is a Sag. How good is it? Um, And she had another couple of good ideas as well, didn't she? Yeah, she did. Let's listen. There are so many great apps out there that where you can quickly and easily make incredible heartfelt videos for loved ones. And literally it takes such a short period of time. You can even use royalty-free music and it can actually put all the text in there for you and, and make a really heartfelt creative video. So, Jax, maybe you could make a video as well, for maybe for your husband or something like You're that. You're smiling at me when you say that. <laughs> if I made a video for my husband that he'd want to see, it would involve horse racing and some betting tips that would give him good odds that other people didn't know about, I'd say. Horses for courses. I mean, yeah. More but, concerned about what your husband yeah, might want well, you to make after last week and his liking of we, the risque video. We need the explicit warning on that. So, Jack, speaking of Christmas presents, the Christmas party. Is it dead or is it still alive? So this has come as a result of everyone working from home, those big office functions, everyone in the office on a Friday and wanting to celebrate after a long year together. Well, it just hasn't happened for three years. And companies, again, with the cost of living, with the cost of everything across the board, are deciding, well, I'm either going to have a small dinner or I'm not going to have a Christmas party at all. For me, it's a relief. I never attend a work Christmas party. I'm not a party goer. I um, love a party. I know you love a party yeah. and you in particular love a fancy dress party. I do. I love, uh, I'll, yep. I'll I will do up. absolutely anything to get out of going to parties. Are you a part? can we call you a party I'm pooper? I'm a full Grinch. You're a, a party full, pooper. Anyone who knows me, I'm a full Grinch. I'd rather stay at home and go to bed at 5.30. Speaking of going to bed, 
Let's talk about the Indonesian sex ban. <laughs> I didn't know where you were going with that, Jack. I was so, nervous. This is our other news of the week. Parliament passed laws that will come into effect in three years, and that's a key point of this discussion, a ban on extramarital sex and the cohabitation of unmarried couples, and they're facing up to a year in prison. Only direct family members can report their own family members, but... Tourists who have sex with a local could have issues if, say, that person was married yeah. or their husband or wife reported them to authorities. One Indonesian MP has described it as problematic. From a PR point yeah. of view, I want your thoughts. I think it's terrible PR for Bali and Indonesia. I think coming out of the pandemic, people are over restrictions. They're over rules. They don't want to be told what to do, especially when they're on holidays. And I think especially for party goers in Bali, it's a turn off. And already they've seen a drop in bookings. Um, and their biggest problem is also going to be they've, they've got three years ahead of them before this actually comes into play. I think it's it's something that's going to be in people's minds. Do we want to go to a country where, you know, there's another rule? There's a, And I think there, there will be some Aussies who will get in these sticky situations. And I think another point that we need to really cover as well is it's all well and good to look at this and sort of laugh about it, which a lot of people mm. have been doing. It went viral online. But this, the really serious side to this story, and the UN says that human rights will be eroded in this country, same-sex couples in particular yeah. and Indonesian women, this really does stifle their personal freedoms um, and that is a significant issue for women and couples in this country to have that sitting over the top of them, a loss of their personal liberty yeah. and a loss of their right to choose. So when you do go to go on holiday, does that play into your thinking? Do you perhaps say, I'd much rather go to Thailand? Thailand, party central, Sam, somewhere you could go. Well, maybe, maybe. So I have. I did go to Bali this year. I don't think it would actually deter me from going to Bali, but I, I've never been to Thailand to check out the party scene. Well, should I go? I think you should. Oh, yes. Yeah. We love Thailand. Yeah. Um, now, speaking of travel, have you ever lost anything on a flight? I lost my mind travelling with two kids squished up the back of the plane. I always leave my laptop in the back <sighs> of the seat Do in front you? of me. Yeah, I have to run back onto the Aero Bridge and, and grab it. Okay, we'll spare a thought for this couple. Sky and Sean and five-month-old Hamish travelled from London to Sydney on November 30 for their wedding. It was postponed twice due to COVID, as we know, and their wedding is coming up this weekend. Singapore Airlines lost their luggage and it included her wedding dress. Now, it was her mother's wedding dress. It was made by her grandmother. We put this huge call out on social media. It got a lot of traction. So many people offered to either lend her their wedding dress or even make a wedding dress for her. It was just beautiful, but the couple obviously wanted this wedding dress. They never heard back from the airline and it arrived this week on their doorstep, unannounced, but with a bottle of champagne and a gift hamper. No explanation. We have no idea where the dress has been. So obviously Singapore Airlines did get the message, but they didn't reach out. It's such a wasted opportunity for the airline. I mean, we hear so, you know, everyone is bashing airlines at the moment, whether it be baggage handlers, whether it be ticket prices, whether it be just not enough resources. How could this airline not look at this story and say, you know what, we're going to, we're going to make this into a feel good story. We're going to, we're going to film the handover. We're going to film, you know, the the look on the bride's face when she gets her wedding dress back four days before her wedding. Um, it, it's just mind-boggling that they wouldn't leverage it and take advantage of, of something good that's actually happened in the industry. Well, we wish Sean and Sky, of course, all the best for their wedding. And we might catch up with them next week and put some more photos on our social so we can see the dress. The dress. Which Is did it arrive. secondhand now though? Like where has it been? 
Well, it was worn by her mother and made by oh, her grandmother. <laughs> so I think the term Could is vintage. Vintage, vintage, yes. vintage. Yes. We've got a new segment this week as well. It's our "That's Not On" of the week, um, and this is definitely not on. Some people, when they park, legitimately do the wrong thing. Is that you? That was me last <laughs> week. I parked um, here, knowing that I was going to be longer than two hours. But yeah, some people they have an excuse, a good yes. one. And this is a very good excuse. What is it with parking fines around hospitals? I really feel that councils deliberately target people who are not only patients but also medical staff that work at these hospitals. We know how much pressure our health workers are under following on from the pandemic and even now the hospital system has never been under so much strain. One palliative and oncology nurse who contacted us got slugged when she ran in to collect morphine for a dying patient. The psalm was poorly marked And she went to Fines Victoria and she said, I wrote a a nice letter and I explained that I was working this day. I'm a palliative care nurse. I went in, I got the morphine and I had a fine. And they said, no dice, you're going to pay that fine. She's now taking them to court. And so she should because it is not good enough. And and these people are literally saving lives. It's revenue raising, isn't it? That's what it is. And it's cruel. It is. And it's, you know, it happens at hospitals. It happens at schools. It happens at emergency departments. Like if you are parked in your emergency department, you you are genuinely either running a family member or someone in there because it is an emergency. We had another mother contact us as well who was in labour and unable to apply more money to the meter. She appealed it explaining, get this, that she had a cesarean and the baby was in the special care unit. So as you well know, she couldn't walk. You can't walk after a cesarean. And there was no sympathy again from this council. Um, And she's been asked to pay that fine. So, you know, you've got to be a little bit reasonable. Common sense needs to prevail at some stage. And and if these, you know, councils don't get a good rap anyway. And I think this is a perfect example of why. Indeed. And speaking of no sympathy, your favourite topic. Oh, my favourite. You have no sympathy for Meghan Markle. I would just like to highlight my dedication to the podcast that I sat through three hours of watching Megan. Look, I loved it. Um, I really enjoyed it. I thought we got to see them tell their own story in their own words. They were able to control the narrative. And one point that you keep reading about is they got $150 million for this Netflix series, right? Mm Mm-hmm. What's the Daily Mail making off their story? They are the ultimate clickbait story. What did the media make off Princess Diana? Um, She was, back in the day, what Megan is today, very much. You write a story about her, your traffic on your website, your newspaper sales go up. They, They are the ultimate clickbait and this has given them the opportunity to make money off their story and control their own narrative. I don't have a problem with the fact that they made money from it. I have a problem with the fact that they say they want privacy yet they keep talking about themselves, which blows the whole situation up even more. I think it's got to such a point though now that there is so much misinformation about this couple and so much, as we talked about last week, anger and hate, particularly towards her. Yes. You don't hear the vitriol towards Harry and he is a product of the royal system. He talks about his unconscious racism in this this, um, documentary, yet she's the one again that we're all focusing on the moment she imitated the curtsy, which... Again, he looked uncomfortable oh, in that. he but- looked so embarrassed. He was embarrassed by what she did. And, I, I mean, I said this to you earlier, 
the Queen has now passed as well and, you know, she's sort of making fun of the curtsy and the, you know, the formalities that you need to do. It's the royal family. Did she have like but a I don't blindfold think Ameri- on yeah. when she married him? You know him? what? I think she partially did because in yeah, a way Americans don't see the royal family the way Commonwealth countries and the UK do. It, we've been brought up having royals as a head of state. In America, it's the president. It's a completely different system. They don't understand the formalities and the way that people must behave. She's had to learn all that. And I think what she was showing us was how bizarre the well, system really what is. she was showing us is how silly she is. But I want to talk you about the- You are so mean I d- about I her. Just, I just, I, it made it worse for me. Okay, I want so to talk about the palace and the us. fact that they have not come out and made a statement about this. I think in any crisis, whether it be- something to do with the royals or business or a celebrity's personal life, silence is never golden during a crisis. You need to speak and you need to come out and say something. Otherwise, you are leaving your fate, whether it be the royal family or whether it be a celebrity or whoever it is, you're leaving your fate in the hands of your opposition. Okay, so the royal family's long-held mantra under the Queen and for generations before that is never complain, never explain. So what they do is they background certain journalists, which we've been talking about already before Mm -hmm. last week. They background journalists that are sympathetic to their cause and then they they would never release a statement. We've only ever seen it once. We've seen it with Harry releasing a statement about how Meghan was targeted and we saw it with the Queen when she... Post uh, sent out a statement, yes. which was really unusual, about Megan herself saying um, recollections may vary. So they have done it, and this is what I'm saying. It's 2022. They do need to move with the times, and especially when it comes to PR. They can release a statement and still not say anything in the statement. We do it in PR all the time. You release a statement, there's a bit of fluff. You you know, they acknowledge the documentary, so acknowledge it. Um, say we offer our support to the couple, as we always have. So you're, you're saying something without saying anything at all, but do not stay silent. I cannot see the Prince and Princess of Wales saying anything. Well, they might still after oh. the the next three drop because we've have seen faith. we've seen the trailer for the next episode yes. and I think one thing that did surprise me it was a very much focused on the media which was really interesting and I know my husband he said oh I've actually changed my opinion about them I quite like I need them. to speak to Michael <laughs> and what I found really interesting about the trailer was that they are on their freedom flight their freedom flight to the the paparazzi capital of the world, Los Angeles. They actually went to Canada first. What a freedom flight. What a place to go and be free away from the media and the paparazzi, Los Angeles. Oh, my God. I just I just don't get it. I don't understand the hatred for this woman. I enjoyed hearing her story in her own words and I will definitely be watching when the second series drops this week. So just quickly, where does this leave Harry and Will's relationship, do you think? Well, I think we firstly wait for episode two. It's going to get juicy. There's going to be bombshells, I think, which is great. I need that. It needs to keep me going. Because you weren't happy with the first episode. But I think when you look at Wills and Harry, they were best friends. They were each other's family after the death of their mother, right? And now it's almost as though it's terminal. You can't imagine the future King of England Mm. having a relationship like he used to with his brother after what his brother has said. I think at some point, though, once Harry realises and he steps away, they probably will reconcile. This will Mark not happen. Mark my words. Yes, it's not going to happen soon. He loves but her. But it will happen. This poor guy has no family left now. 
because of her. I just disagree with you so much there. He will be with her forever. They have two children. Oh, absolutely not. No. You looked at his face when she was doing her curtsy. He was embarrassed. When have you not embarrassed your husband, I feel like? (laughs) Well, you never know. (laughs) We're taking a very quick break from the pod with Christmas less than two weeks away. Gant is the perfect brand to fit out the whole family from preppy polos, classic striped shirts for Christmas Day, bright bodies and linen to see you into your summer nights. Gant has it all. Shop gant.com today. I actually forgot to mention earlier as well, just back on Megan and Harry. I know we've oh, talked back about on, it a lot. Please, Your favourite topic. More. So my friends, they started this group chat, Team Alicia and Team Jackie. Oh, who's winning? Well, is it obvious? Uh, what I've learnt is that, and this surprised me, those of my friends that perhaps lean a little to the left were more supportive of my point of view and perhaps those that sit on the right side of the fence wow. agreed with you. Well, makes sense. Well, I don't. I was. I was surprised. Like a lot of my friends had really strong opinions, and that's one thing about this topic that I yes. think we can both agree on. It polarizes people. It does. Everyone's talking about it, and as I said, it's the biggest PR story for the royals. Hence, my mind boggles over the fact that the palace have not come out and released a statement. I wouldn't hold your breath on that. I won't. <laughs> Another one of our favorite segments is embarrassment of the week, and we ask people to send in their thoughts on perhaps what their husbands or partners had been doing online and how they busted them after your husband was caught liking a rather risque photo. And we have Kath from St Kilda. She sent, this was our favourite one. A lot of people sent in, which is great because we wanted everyone to slide into the DMs. Don't forget to do it. Um, But she has a funny one. Take a listen. I was stalking a friend of a friend who was a really good looking girl with a really good body and did a lot of posts on Instagram. I clicked on one of her sexy photos and I noticed that my partner had liked it. Great. And then I clicked on another one and he'd like that again and another one and the creep would like that too. So then I just clicked on a generic one where she's saying happy Mother's Day to her mum. No like from old mate. Um, And another one of her walking the dog. No like. When I asked him about it, much like Alicia's husband, He turned to me and said, mate, you are sick. Look at that sunset. It's artsy. I just love that. Is that the fallback position for every single partner is if they get caught doing something wrong, it's art? It's art. Art is allowed, apparently. It's not allowed in my marriage. I'll give you the hot tip. (laughs) Speaking of embarrassment, (laughs) Jack, you are the subject of our embarrassment of the week. I really feel like I've been hardly done by on this embarrassment of the week, but here we go. So last week while we were recording the podcast, it was, it's a very small studio. Yes. We've turned on the aircon this week, but last week was very hot and it got a little steamy for you, Jack. So someone here was asking our wonderful audio technician, Dan, if he could do something. And I think it was like moving a light or something. And I said to him, um, no, you can't make him do that. He's hot. Well, you said you can't make him do that. And you sort of paused and then you looked back at him and you said, he's really hot. But I <laughs> and, meant that he was physically sweating. No, it was sweating. awkward. People, people were looking in here thinking, why is she flirting? <laughs> he's so embarrassed with, now because we've brought this up again. I just hope, Dan, that Dan, you, I'm there sorry. is no sexual harassment claim coming for us. I'm no, sorry. we're safe. We're good. Okay, we can Look, move on. I'd like to apologise to everyone here in week one that I've offended. I would love people to slide into our DMs 
um, any anything you've said to someone they've maybe taken the wrong way because I sort of feel like maybe Dan took you seriously for just like half a second. Dan, I'm sorry. It was embarrassing. And I look as I was saying, I was looking out for his welfare because it was a sauna yeah, in good here on you. last week. And another one of the great responses we have, and we're going to do this every week, we're going yeah. to ask everyone to respond to the topics that you enjoyed on the podcast. Let us know. Um, the embarrassing moments, all of those things. We want to hear them. Um, And one of the things we talked about last week was when have you left your kids behind after I forgot about my five-year-old daughter um, and left her on the footpath outside A lot of people just completely forgot their kids at pickup. I um I got quite a few responses on my DMs. I was going to read a few of them out. Um, my favourite was the parent who said her mum left her on the change table when she was six weeks old and took her sister to kinder. And the kinder teacher asked how her baby was and then she remembered. <laughs> she realised. She left her on the change table. Having some um, no nappy time. <laughs> just <laughs> in a public change room. Um, and the other one was the parent who took their older son who was in grade six to school and also dropped off the preppy for the first day of school without realising that preppy started a week uh, later in the school. had to ring her joke. up. That happens now. It, it does. A staggered start. It really throws you. And then there were some parents who left um, their child at Sandringham Beach, Southland Shopping Centre and Elstonwick Park. This mother did have six kids, but she kept leaving one kid behind. Is she in jail? Where is she now? <laughs> I'm this sure she's woman. not in jail. Um, I can see how it happens. You get tired. Um, I also like the message from the dad who left his child at a petrol station. He'd gone in to pay for petrol and his child was using the toilet oh, and gosh. he got halfway home looked in the back and realised that the child wasn't even in the car. Well, it's been a big two weeks for us. Episode one, episode two, (laughs) done. I think it's time for a Sam special, a holiday. We love a holiday here at uh, It's Been a Week. I like to think that Alicia and I are never really on holidays. You may put the out of office on, but I think every parent who's listening knows that Christmas is a very busy time. Um, and you never really take a break. And we won't be taking a break. We'll be on social. So please keep chatting to us um, and we'll be back next year. Our next podcast is on January 11. We want to know what you yes, did for the holidays. we want so, to know. We've got a bit of a um, joke in our family. Holidays are not holidays anymore with children. It's just parenting in a different location. So <laughs> Merry Christmas. Have fun parenting in different locations for the next six weeks, everyone. Please keep in touch. We don't really take holidays. Well, Sam does. Sam does. But we don't. Not us. Fair (laughs) go. Alicia, you know I'm part of the Chemist Warehouse family and I'm on the House of Wellness, which is literally one of my favourite things to do. And I got talking to my friends at Chemist Warehouse and they gave me this really cool job. They've made us perfume reviewers. We're going Super to, excited. We're going to be doing a sniff test. We literally are. Um, they have a bunch of stores across Australia. You know this. They're everywhere. I love Chemist Warehouse. I go in. For one thing, I come out with 20. Well, I'm going to give you a whole bunch of new things that you are definitely going to want to come out with next time you go. And given that it's coming up to Christmas as well. And costs are tight this year, aren't they? Everyone's trying to save money. And this is a really great way to get a gift for someone that you love that's really memorable. It's so memorable. Smells say a lot about someone, I think. It's a nice gift. Okay, so let's try them out. And we're going to start with this one. I like a masculine fragrance, a strong Mm. fragrance. And this is Black Opium from Yves Saint Laurent. And it's, when you smell it, it's a mix of black coffee and it's got the femininity, just a little bit. I don't like my perfumes too floral. Um, A little bit of white flowers. It's really nice. Beautiful. I'm going to smell C. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Which is also really fresh. I like it. It's it's great. 
Now, our next one here, it's an absolute classic, classic Dolce & Gabbana, the one. I've used this one for years. It's been around. It has it's been. It's been around. And I really like the bottle. It's a winner, though. It is. It's a classic. Mm. And you can see why. Um, and that's also a really good gift as well for, say, your mum or even your sister. Aqua de Gio, I'm going to smell now, which mm, smells possibly like a first boyfriend, maybe. Is it bringing back some memories for maybe. you? Maybe. <laughs> I think it is. So that maybe isn't one that you'd be wearing around your hubby? Probably not. But hubby is in the market for an aftershave for Christmas. And I feel like I'm going to knock this off. Mm. Um, this is my favourite. I love the bottle and I also love the fragrance. It's Ali Saab. Um, and... That is definitely a 10 out of 10 for me. And I spied over here Delta. Who doesn't love Delta? We love and Delta. And now she has a new perfume. It's actually really, really nice. Almost, in fact, better than her singing. <laughs> oh, well, that's I, a big I love call. her. I mean, I love her, but, yes. but so is this. That's a big call. Um, what I love about the Delta one as well is my daughter, you know, she's a tween now and she's looking mm. for perfume. I'm always catching her in my bathroom, rifling through my things, and she loves Delta. And I think that's one that um, a teenager or a young woman would sit beautifully for them too. And I think it's a nice way for her to start and then she can stick with that fragrance for, you know, a few years to come. Exactly. Uh, uh, got me upside.